You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Sweeping cobwebs from the edges of my mind episode we'll be talking about crosby stills and nash uh their self-titled album in the room i have full crew sean hi rob adam andrew and ben hello crosby stills and nash is the first album by the band of the same name released on may 29th 1969 on atlantic records the producers were crosby stills and nash and the genre is folk rock soft rock blues rock jazz rock Crosby, Stills, Nash began as a loose idea of songwriters, all with an affinity for close harmonies blended with folk and pop music. Having been at odds with their previous groups, they decided to use their surnames as identification to ensure independence and guarantee that the band could not continue without any one of them. The supergroup made of of ex-members of the Hollies, Buffalo Springfield, and the Birds were under pressure to make something that would at least equal their previous endeavors as the press hyped the formation of the group. Fortunately, they were up to the task, and the album was an instant hit that lifted them to new heights of stardom. Along with the Bird's Sweetheart of the Rodeo and the band's music from Big Pink of the previous year, the debut album helped to initiate a sea change in popular music away from the late 60s aesthetic of bands playing blues-based rock on loud guitars. Crosby, Stills, Nash presented a new wrinkle in building upon rock's roots utilizing folk, blues, and even jazz without specifically sounding like mere duplication. Not only blending voices of the three, the three mesh their differing strengths. David Crosby for his social commentary and atmospheric mood pieces, Stephen Stills for his diverse musical skills and for folding folk and country elements subtly into complex rock structures, and Graham Nash for his radio-friendly pop melodies to create an amalgamation of broad appeal. The album proved very influential within the industry and galvanized interest in the singer-songwriter movement of the early 1970s. All right, what do we think of Crosby, Stills, and Nash? I don't like it. Nope. Nope. Not great. I liked it. Oh! Are you okay? <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm fine. I think I liked it more than I disliked it. Yeah. But that's not to say that it didn't have its... I didn't like every song on it. Yeah. What about you, Birch? Uh... I, I was kind of in the middle. I thought some songs were pretty good. Some songs weren't great. You know, it's a very... I was thinking about it, actually, right before we started recording, and I was like, man, I really wish they would kind of stick to one thing, but then it would get boring if it was only, you know... If I had to listen to an entire David Crosby album, I would shut it off right you're, away. You're going to. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, my favorite, I think, out of the three would be Stephen Stills. Huh. Which songs um, were his? I can tell you. Yeah. Please. Uh, this is my big question that I didn't have Stephen time to research. Stills was Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, You Don't Have to Cry, uh, Helplessly Hoping, Bye Byes, and he co-wrote Wooden Chips. He has the more country-tinged, but they're not uh, 
they're not like pop oriented and they're not like these atmospheric like pieces of moody introspection with kind of off lyrics or whatever it's the most like the birds i feel like it was what the birds were going for when they sort of ended at okay. this time yeah mm-hmm. I also thought that Stephen Stills' songwriting was best. I thought it was strong. That all three of them are well represented as writers on the record, and you can really you can tell the difference between them. Kind of like like on a Lennon, Lennon McCartney thing. They all have like their own kind of. Yeah, mood I started when I listened in. to it. I tried to guess when I started hearing yeah, it. But you know but which Stills one is which. Played all the instruments Stills, on everything except for the drums, right? Stills, yeah, he's like the primary musician other than a drummer on this record. I don't know. Uh, my, I think my big complaint was that the vocal style. I don't know how all three of them sing in the almost exact same voice. It's it's. A, I feel like everybody's doing the same affected singing voice, and I found it so tedious to hear the same approach to the harmonies in every song and like every song that continued to happen as I listen to the record. Like if, if you're into that, like obviously they can sing. They are, they're very capable at executing the notes, but they're all doing this really affected soft singing style. And they use the same intervals for every song for the harmonies that they do together. And it just starts feeling like I'm listening to this really long song that doesn't do a lot. I agree with that. I mean, I, I found a similar thing. But one thing, I I think that when they sing separately, you can totally tell them apart. And then they, something changes when they're together, and it's just too the, tight. Well, that thing, the that, tone that's their is sound. similar. I know, and like, I don't like it. That's their whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I was going to say is it's like, I think I when I was driving around today listening, I thought, if you like any one of these songs, you're going to like the record. Like, if you I don't just, know, though, because mm. Crosby has some of those, like, moody, like... The Guinevere, like... Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. They, oh. <laughs> that's, that was a not song. Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. was just like a... I know. Like, what you, is it you about? You didn't finish the song. No, it's a pickup line. It's some dude... It it's is, it's, it's a, to Joni Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. It's a pickup, for sure. It, it's absolutely, like... Wow, that's so funny that, of course, like, that's course my vibe was, this is a me trying to get a girl song. There's two right? songs on yeah. here about Joni Mitchell, and they're written by different guys. Oh, what, was she cool or something? <laughs> <laughs> also a good song, right? Uh, yeah. but, no. Um, but no, I just, I felt like it just blends so much together and the tone, like, this record would be so much cooler if each of these people had a more, like, distinctive singing style. Like, if one person had, like, a harsh voice and then the other one had a soft voice and the other one had a low voice, they all kind of sing the same way. And it just feels like very. Um, Are you trying to build a boy band? Because <laughs> what you're describing <laughs> happens a little bit later in the eighties. No, what, what they are just I'm, the I'm, I'm, con- I'm considering the question, but no, but it's just more like the idea that like it's just like why are there three of them? Like, what's the point of having three people? Because that are there's doing... three notes in that chord that they're hitting. Yeah. You know, like they. Yeah. It's almost like a blood harmony thing. They when they sing together, they all sing like in the same timbre. And the harmonies are tight enough that it just sounds like one big, thick, harmonic voice. It sounds like I'm in the village of the Smurfs, and, <laughs> and they're all Heart. singing to me. That's what this sounds like to me. It sounds like the Smurfs. Well, <laughs> like, aside from their voices and the, the music, their lyrics are so strange. Like, I couldn't, try, I couldn't figure out what their message is a lot of the time. You know, like, overall, you're like, okay, this song's probably about peace. 
Yeah. Or like this song's about a girl. Like they, I, was gonna, I was listening too, and I was like, yeah, just a I, they're lot just of kind nonsense. of bad. Yeah, right. it's I feel like the lyrics are I, like the I, weak spot in the song. Right? Yeah, and there's so many of them. I think they don't really. <laughs> I don't think they care about the lyrics. I think it's more about like the melody and like what the goal of the song is. And I think there are interesting interweaving melodies that are happening to give them a little credit. But like, yeah, I definitely think it's like melody is the number one thing and vibe. The, they want this. Smurf vibe <laughs> that I'm <laughs> accusing them of, but like they want that chill kind of thing, and then I think lyrics are just not a focus for them. But right. it seems yeah. like they still put a lot into them anyway. I mean, like I agree with you. I, I think, think that, that all three of them are proud of their lyrics. Yes, yeah, that's hmm. the impression I get because they oh, use really? so many words. I mean, like they really do. It's a it's a very diverse vocabulary, but it's not um, to good ends. I would say pretty uninspired. Yeah, they all came from that folk background, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. I guess not, the, not the uh, Graham Nash. Yeah, yeah I guess the like Hollies is a little different. Like, yeah, rock. The Hollies also has like fourteen different sounds. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Heck it's yeah, kind of like do. the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they are—they've taken that folk and just kind of now meshed it with the soft rock. You know, it's well, very we would con- soft. Oh, soft, we would soft rock's the, coming. The, the, yeah, the it's soft coming. rock of the softer, <laughs> softer. <laughs> Sort of the introduction here. Yeah. Of, this is so uh, this. tender. Yeah. Soft boys. It's weird though because like I was listening to Air Supply the other day, <laughs> like you do, and I was like, I was thinking about that when I was listening to this, and like they're sort of like held up to be this like super soft kind of little kind of lame, but it's so much more intense than this. Like it, like other Air than Supply Sweet is, Dreams. Sweet Dreams is super intense. Sweet Dreams is a banger. But even just like um, uh, making love out of nothing at all is like ten times harder than this. I mean, it's like it's kind of wild when you think about how low this is. Air Supply songs are really dramatic. Yeah, dra- tons of drama. It's yeah. like theater kids. It's theater rock. kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, I was thinking about how like this was probably looked at as like long hair hippie music by like Square Dads. And now it's the music of Square Dads. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, I, when I listen to this, I think, like, this is what lame dads listen to. Yeah. Like, that's my first thought. But then, it's, like, when young people were listening to it, I'm sure their dads were like, what is this yeah. nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> you should put on some real music, like Engelbert Humperdinck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. I am sorry Sometimes it hurts So badly I must cry out loud I am lonely I am yours You are mine You are what you are You make it hard Remember what we've said so you're talking about uh, Guinevere, how it's a, a non-song. Uh, it was covered by Miles Davis wow. in 1970. 
Okay. And Miles Davis played it for David Crosby at they, when they were hanging out at Miles Davis's house. And David Crosby didn't recognize it, and Miles Davis kicked him out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then in, tw- in 2017, David Crosby tweeted that he listened to it again, and he hears it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I love that he like came back around to yeah. it. Yeah. It shows a little character. I think David Crosby has a good personality. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, isn't he anecdotally. the father, the, the, the donor for Melissa Etheridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there are two singles. Does anybody know what they are? Marrakesh Express and... Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Yep. Which I have always thought was spelled differently. Okay, thank you. I was going to say the same. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought that that her eyes were sweet. Yeah. I'm sure they did that on purpose. They're very clever men. It was, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, it's about uh, Judy Collins. You wouldn't get it. (laughs) Huh. Um, Marrakesh Express. Thoughts on that one? I don't. It's, it's goofy. It's I like a Paul Garden song. Yeah. I yeah, thought track two was a weird song. spot yeah. for a goofy well, song. Graham Nash is the Paul <laughs> like of, you're gonna, of Crosby. You want to put your goofy song like there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it's goofy. I don't know why they picked it for a single. I think I've, I mean, I've been telling you guys. I did think it sell that, well? Uh, yeah, it did well. It got number 21 on the Hot 100. Or no, 28, sorry. Sweet uh, Judy Blue Eyes was 21. 1969, but I would have done Helplessly Hoping a uh, hundred times over actually any of those songs. Was that a requirement in the 60s that every band had to have a goofy song? <laughs> any band with Graham Nash or Paul McCartney in the band. There's definitely okay. that yeah. travel bug kind of vibe, you know, like with that song. Marrakesh was like a destination, like, you know, Kathmandu, mm-hmm. like, what was that, Bob Seger? Graham Nash like, wrote it on a train to Marrakesh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I re- I'm trying to picture him in Marrakesh. Right. I'm trying to picture any of these guys in Marrakesh. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, like, the total lack of any cultural influence on that song. Like, you're singing about Marrakesh, and it's like... Who cares? Like, I know. <laughs> same on New Jersey. I, like, I think I just song. figured it out. So, <laughs> Hoboken. The train to Hoboken. Stephen Stills wrote all the other songs that I think are potential singles because you're not going to put the David Crosby songs, Wooden Chips or Guinevere, on the radio. And so they were like, well, let's give. Graham Nash. Na- yeah, Graham Nash one. Yeah. And that's the, that's the obvious choice. Was okay. Wooden Chips not a single? I thought I read that it was. Can I have some of your purple berries? Maybe it wasn't a singer. May I have some of... Say, may I have some of your purple berries? I haven't been sick for like six or four weeks, but, you know, so praise me. Oh, boy. Fucking fuck, this is bad. (laughs) The the mid-range guitar, like, that's just like doing the leads on this thing, like, it's just... There's no fucking dynamic range for any of the instrumentation. It sucks. Everything's it sucks. mid-range. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And it's all played by the same guy. God damn it. <laughs> Stephen Stills. Get it together. I've heard, it's very calming, I've heard worse though, session I've bands heard. than Stephen Stills. No, no the, the, the music is tight. Like the, <laughs> the performances in every aspect are there. It's just everything is so subdued and passionless it's like it got to the point where it was actually making me feel angrier like i was listening to this morning (laughs) on my walk to work it was 24 degrees out i was very cold and going to work so i wasn't in a great mood anyway and then i was listening to this album and i was just like you guys are assholes (laughs) i was just like i I was i felt like rob do people in this room dislike the song sweet judy blue eyes no i I don't love it really i love that song i have nothing bad to say about that song i I like the first like it's basically like three songs right yeah i like the first two and the the last one can (laughs) yeah i feel the same way 
Wait, yep. you don't you don't like the do 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 dudes? No. Oh, that's the uh, best part. I think actually that's the part I like more than the other part. You gotta have yeah. the do 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 do. So, I was thinking about that a lot because I was I know the song from just like the radio growing up yeah. or whatever, and I like the melody. I think it's a cool melody, and I think it's like catchy and it's very friendly for you know like oh this is standing out because it's vocal only. It's the vocal performance again where it's like I just want them to sing harder and with more energy and excitement. Part, can you tell it like it is? He like really got into it for like can a second. Can you tell it like it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah and then yeah. he was done. Like. Yeah, just that one line yeah. and it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah! Like, right, it's that like, was, like, it was like, like a little vocal, vocal solo for yeah. him. He had like four bars. But it's odd. It's like, I just, but I mean the main melody, the way that it's delivered is so like, it, I feel like I'm watching the Brady Bunch or something, and it's it's like it's it's a cool melody. I just I just I just don't enjoy their performances. Yeah. Though they're totally comp, you know they can sing. There's yeah, better there singers than me. Anything to be said that this is kind of the kickoff of I mean like the band or something that they kind of now define this sort of like soft rock genre, close harmonies, yeah. singer songwriter. You know that would be picked up by Fleetwood Mac, the Eagles, all those other bands. You know they're kind of the but then, like, you, the I think about those bands, and stuff. it's like, you know, I mean, you have these people who have, like, more interesting voices, like a little grit and edge, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter, if, like, if it's soft, that's fine. Like, that's a, it can work really well. But I think it's just soft all around. Yeah, like, you never get the sense that they're jamming. Like, they ever got lost in the moment, ever. They were just kind of like, okay, this is what we practice, and here's you exactly what we're jam do. when one person's playing everything. <laughs> that's fair. That's a really good point. for you guys. Are you ready? No. You already did one of the questions, so. Uh, which one of the three? Alright. Release an autobiography memoir entitled Wild Ta- Tales A Rock and Roll Life in September ni- 2013. David Crosby. That's, That's my guess. guess. <laughs> it's Graham Nash. What? <laughs> yep. He knows he's a soft Curve dude, right? Ball. Second Graham. one. Jimi Hendrix taught him to play lead guitar. Huh. Stills. Steven Stills. There you go. Got in a fist fight with an audience member at the festival in Big Sur, California that was being filmed as a showcase for Good Vibes. What year? Dave Crosby? I thought that rings a bell with Crosby. Go on, Crosby. Steven Stills. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, you guys already got this one. Sperm donor for Melissa okay, Etheridge yeah, yeah. and Julie uh, Cypher's two that children. Stone cover. Two children. Oh, two. Wow. Yeah, David Crosby. He's very hot. Double down. <laughs> Is both a keen photographer and collector of ph- photog- uh, photographs. Graham Nash. Graham Nash. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nerd. I guess he had a huge collection. Interesting. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. His, like, his album covers are very like one of the most photographical. Uh, like the biggest collection. Okay. Pop quiz. Uh, secretly Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> nice Crosby. No. Secretly Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> uh, was arrested twice in 1982 and once in 1984 for cocaine. That's Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, was roommates with Sal Miniano when Miniano was murdered outside their West Hollywood apartment in 1976. Whoa. Is that Crosby? Oh, Crosby? No, it's Nash. Wow. Bridges. wow. Nash Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> These men are interesting. Wow. All right, we're at the time. How does everybody feel about it? This, uh, this album has two good songs on it and two that are all right, and I don't think it belongs in this book at all. It's hot shit. Okay. Are we still doing positive, negative, neutral? Yeah, yeah. Oh, negative. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I'm sorry. I can tell. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to hear it from your mouth. Uh, I'm gonna say neutral, even though I personally don't don't enjoy it. Is it only because the best song just came on? <laughs> yeah, and I'm weeping. <laughs> no, I mean I get it. I, I understand why it's here and why people like it. It's just not for me. So neutral. I think I would be on the same page as you. Like, I kind of get what they were going for, and it is kind of bridging a certain gap. I am not I am not on board with, you know, most of the songs, and I'm not on board with where it goes from here with Grateful Dead and all those other eagles and bands like that. It's not my thing, but, yeah, I, I think people could check it out. I like it. I'm giving it a positive. I don't like every song on it. How many I songs lo- do you like on it? Let's see. Actively. Five like five or six out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a positive. Yeah. I like uh, I like that the songwriters, all, all three of them, are, are represented uh, on the record. I think Stills is the best songwriter. I've got a soft spot for pretty melodies and tight harmonies. I, I like that stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like uh, overall um, more positive than negative. Um, I think the stronger points are when they're doing the harmonies and um, kind of leaning into it a little bit more. But I think there's better stuff in their individual careers and like in with CSNY. Like there's better stuff to come, I think. So. Uh... This band needs Neil Young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's that weird edge, I guess, that yeah. I was mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. So and there were a couple songs that, like, some when I heard, I was like, well, if Neil Young had been in the band at this point, like, this would be, like, a pretty good jam. Like, yeah. I mean, if you could, if you could have something, like, cr- creeping out that was, like, a little grosser sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think Neil Young. Yeah, like, that song, uh, Helplessly Hoping, yeah. like, imagine that kind of. That creaky Neil Young sound, it would be like, oh, well, there's like a little darkness in there. Right? Yeah, things were a little actually, sloppy, like it might. Yeah, like a little off, like, like on occasion, you know, like he like doesn't hold the note as long or holds it too long. Yeah. Someone else playing guitar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just it's it makes me listening to this makes me realize how much that I think that like something not perfect really improves the song. Right. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So so what are you giving it? Did you uh, I'm leaning toward positive. I, I'm okay. kind of between positive and neutral, but. A positive on the positive waffle. side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my heart says I'm, I would give it a negative because I just don't, I don't hear it. But uh, but I do agree that like, I mean, it's obviously super influential. Like there are songs like that. I think uh, I hear like Dawes, who's a modern group, are definitely listening to this. Um, I hear, I hear the influence certainly in the last 10 years of music a lot um still resonating with people um and I, what are your thoughts on 
the last 10 years of music. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a mixed bag. I mean, a, hey, I don't know. I mean, they might listen to this, so, you know. No, I'm cool, just, I, I'm honest. Like, I mean, but I, I'm just saying, like, if, if people are listening to it almost 50 years later and it's influencing the music they're making, then, like, it resonated. It just didn't resonate with me. So I guess I'm sort of leaning towards, like, like a negative neutral, but like neutral is probably fair. That's just not for me. Yeah. Album peak number six on the Billboard Top Pop Albums chart and is certified four times platinum. That's wow. four million records. There's so many dabs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Roger McGinn, though. Wow. Everyone's everyone's just having better success without him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he did all right. He did all right. Uh, do you guys know how many... Uh, uh, how many of these guys are in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I guess all three of them. Is it a curveball and it's zero? Nope. It's, they're all in, but they're all in twice. Oh. No. I believe it. And MC5 can't get in. For their individual bands, holiday, you know, Hollies. Yeah, and, Hollies, Buffalo Springfield, and then again and the birds for, are all in it. for this, uh, yeah. <laughs> this group. Wow. It's like how many times they're in this book. Yeah. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, all three of these dudes have earned at least one seat in, yeah, in the Rock Hall. Sure. One. It, they can't help that they were also in yeah. h- highly successful bands yeah, before yeah, this. I know. <laughs> all right, next time we'll be talking about Blood, Sweat, and Tears self-titled album. All right, thanks, y'all. Everybody everywhere does in the same